0: You're listening to the Vocal Fry podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy and pop culture. Coming to you from the third formant, everyone's favorite buzz song. Uh,
1: okay, all right, Vocal Fam we are so excited. We have guests this week. Yeah. We have Dr. Emily Martin and Elizabeth McDonald with us here on the podcast Woo-hoo. EM2 Connect from the Voice of Community. Hello. Well, Welcome to Vocal Fry. Hello. Hello.
0: Welcome. Uh, thank you so much for having us. It's so exciting to be here. I will just say that Nick and I have known each other for a very long time. And so, and there was a time period, I know. Oh my God. (laughs) And so there was a time period there where we didn't, we didn't really like cross paths. And then we've recently in the last couple of years started to cross paths again. And I'm so excited. So thank you so much for having us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Elizabeth, really you fun. as well. Welcome to Vocal Fry.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It's nice
2: to uh, see faces, to voices that I hear all the time. I mean, I've met Nick before, but it's nice to see you on Zoom, Sarah. I know that your well, listening audience you. won't see you, but uh, yeah, no, it's great to be here and uh, to be able to sort of share what uh, our work is and to talk to uh, more people. So
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're excited. Um, so. Before we get into sort of your awesome you know, communities and stuff that you've created and together created and all this kind of stuff, just give us both of you. I don't care who goes first, um, but just give us sort of the background so that the vocal fam kind of knows – you know, who they're listening to and where your journey has kind of, how your journey has kind of brought you here. Because I think one of the most beautiful things about anyone in the voice community is that there's no linear path. All of our paths have been different. And we've all had kind of a unique journey, even though there's some similarities in some ways, of course, but, but we've all had a unique path. Mm-hmm. So um, whoever would like to start, please have at it.
2: Sure, I'll start. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and um, my pronouns are she, her, hers. And I actually live in Prince Edward County, Ontario, which is about two hours east of Toronto in Canada. Um, and um, and I'm sure we'll uh, talk a little bit long later about sort of some of our teaching work, but uh, I teach at the University of Toronto. I am a sessional lecturer, which is something that I don't think Americans know, have. No, so it's
3: not. <laughs> No clue what that yeah,
2: is. Yeah. So it's a, it's a sort of stream of like teaching. It's a teaching stream rather than a full tenure stream um, academic thing. I think. Do you like that? And um, we also are all unionized. So we have all these, it's oh. all about the union and all that kind of stuff. So it's a little bit different here in Canada in that way. Um, and so I teach Applied Voice at the University of Toronto, and I also teach a second year course for performance majors called Topics in per- Performance Studies, which is sort of a catch-all for all of the things they don't get in the other classes that we have. So, right. so that's that's where I'm currently teaching and have been for almost uh, 12 years now. Um, prior to that, um, I did uh, degrees and things and sang in young <laughs> artist programs and things Um, with, I, I had sung with the Santa Fe Opera and, uh, I sang with the Canadian Opera Company for a number of years, um, after I graduated from school. And then I had kids and kids and opera didn't seem to go together very well back at the beginning of the century. Oh my gosh. I just said that. Um, I'm not sure kids and singing careers have gone well in the whole past century and, not necessarily a conversation we want to dive into too deeply, but there was definitely a point in my career where I couldn't see how I could do both things and do both mm-hmm. of them very well. And so I made the choice to stay home for a little while with my kids. Um And it was through that choice that brought me into teaching, which I, I don't, I mean, I, some listeners will appreciate this but often as a performer teacher teaching was always sort of positioned as the thing you did when you couldn't perform and we were all sort of nursed by that uh rhetoric and so that was something that i really struggled with when my kids were little um with that idea of feeling like a a failure as a performer um and going into teaching and and so when I fast forward to the work that Emily and I are doing now, which is about redefining what success is for artists, my personal experience very much comes from, or th- that, that work very much comes from my own personal experience. So, um, and again, how do I define success as a teacher? I think that part of my success has been that my singers, my singers, the singers that have come through my studio have done everything. Um, you know, they've done everything and they're, they're sitting, um, in positions, uh, artistic administration, administrative positions in companies in Canada. Um, they are international opera singers. They are not in the industry doing very well in the industry that they chose after undergrad. And so I've always sort of looked at those singers in my studio as, as how do I encourage them to find what success is for them? That's always been sort of my MO. Absolutely. So that's, that's who I am. And why don't I pass it to Emily and she can tell you who
0: she is.
1: Yeah.
0: Sounds good. Um, so hi, my name is Dr. Emily Martin and my pronouns are she, her. I just want to acknowledge the privilege to reside and practice my art on the traditional territories of the Susquehannock peoples. And I also want to do a visual, um, description just for anybody who's listening. So I have medium length blonde hair. I'm wearing black glasses. I'm sitting in a room facing a wall and I have windows on my right hand side. All right. So after all of that, <laughs> and I know Elizabeth will do the same because we have this whole uh, present, this whole in this whole introduction that we usually do. So, huh. um, I, uh, so I, just to skip to the ch- ch- chase, I got my doctorate when I was 37 years old. Uh, so I was a performer uh, all before that. I went to Boston University when I was 16 because I already knew I wanted to Whoa. sing. Did st- that. I did AVA after that. Was living in New York with management, traveling, doing all those things, singing with a whole bunch of opera companies. And I got really tired of traveling as much as I did. I also. At the time I had done my starter marriage and I was single and it was hard to date and hard to do all those things with everything I was doing. And I really wanted kids and I wanted a family. So I was gonna give up singing altogether, and do something wow. else. I even took like one of those career tests, right? So I knew what I was going to do besides singing. And while I was on a gig, I was asked if I wanted to audition at University of Colorado Boulder. Um, and I thought, Oh God, do I really want to go back and do theory? Um, but then
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had worked,
0: I had worked my way through that and didn't want to, I hadn't had done theory at 18 was the last time I had done theory and I was 34 yeah. at the time. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, so I gave myself one semester to do my doctorate and also no debt if I could do it with no debt. Yeah. And, um, it turned out to be the most, the most Amazing thing that I could have done at the time. It was exactly what I needed. I met my husband in Colorado, and now we live in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, where I am an associate professor. I just got tenure at Bucknell University. Congratulations! Thank you. Which is a Definitely. four-year liberal arts university. So I'm in a department of music. So even though I was trained through conservatory, I now teach in a liberal arts setting, which is a com- that's a whole nother conversation that we can have um so and i agree with elizabeth because of my sort of varied paths as you as you spoke about nick at the very beginning all these varied paths plus what i thought was going to be success at the beginning of my career and really what now has become successful and also really engaging and really, um, personal. And I just feel like I'm thriving. This was another reason why I felt it was important to start what we're doing. Um, you would also just really quickly Elizabeth and I met doing the Nats intern program in 2012. I know you were probably going to ask that. So I just wanted to throw that in. So that's how we our, Nats
1: it. Intern, our Nats intern program episode is coming up in two weeks from today with, with, with Caitlin and Josh. So that will cool. be that will be awesome. Both interns from this past summer. Um, oh, cool. So, uh, right. so best thing that
0: ever happened to us. or me. I mean, least, it's
1: so. everyone who's basically ever done it says the same thing. So I, you know, yeah. it's awesome.
0: So that's me in a nutshell.
1: That's awesome. Well, I would also just like to say that Emily teaches at Bucknell, which is just about 20 minutes from my childhood home, (laughs) uh, which is... Um, awesome. I'm so glad that that program is in good hands, and uh, I didn't really ever do much at Bucknell, but my voice, my high school voice teacher taught over there in, in Lewisburg, actually just north of Lewisburg, and uh, so I was over there quite... Quite frequently,
0: and um, he will be coming. Nick, you will be coming for a recitalist. who was live singing <laughs> right now. Everything's masked, and I, there's no point in me doing Absolutely. that. Well, but. what I'd yeah. love
1: to do, I'm doing a one-person play this year called "Letters to Puccini" with Mississippi Opera, and then here at school, and I'm going to be sending it out to try to tour it around yeah. next season, um, uh, for the next two seasons, actually. Um, so uh, we'll yes. talk about that
0: later. Bring it. Okay. Anyway,
1: but actually, it's funny because my mother is sorry vocal fam this is personal stuff just oblige me for just a second isn't that I'm, what
2: all of this is that's personal I say
1: <laughs> my mom actually just sold my childhood home and is actually just about to move down here with us <gasps> oh, because wow. we're actually i haven't said this on the podcast at all but we're actually flipping a house right now um mm. that that will be for all of us and uh cool. multi-generational and allow us to care for my mother in her uh, aging Aww, years and, that's and great that kind of that's and be wonderful. a good home for my kids as they become teenagers because oh they need the space. <laughs> you know,
2: <laughs> my it.
1: children. I don't. I don't know how old y'all's kids are, but mine are twelve and nine and about to become teenagers. And
2: it gets better, Nick. It gets better. <laughs> mine are seventeen and right twenty, and it's it's a it's a fun time.
1: Yeah. Fun times. Exactly. It is a fun
2: time. And I don't, I'm not is,
0: making a face.
1: No, I know. My uh, da- my daughter is nine going on 19. I'm pretty so. sure
0: that's accurate. I have a 10-year-old. Um, I, I have attest. a 10-year-old daughter. So I get it, Nick. Oh, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway. there is a right. lot of attitude.
3: <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, again, I've been around his daughter. And at some time in the last six months, she turned into a teenager. And- it's crazy.
0: It's crazy it's
1: crazy it's, it's crazy it does happen overnight. anyway so
3: uh <laughs>
2: anyway not talking about nick's parenting skills we'll move on
1: please no so so you two met in the intern program but then mm-hmm. which of your current collaborations em2 came first right
2: no em2 two came third. third third so
1: what was first
3: i didn't even know there were three things
1: so when did you start working together and how did that come about
2: well the first thing was after the intern program there was a whole bunch of us that in the intern program emily and and i included that wanted to work together so we started a a initiative called song finder which was the database for yeah, searching songs um, from a pedagogical standpoint. So if you needed a French song that only went to a you know F five and blah blah blah, you could search it. And we we worked on that for what like a year and a half or something. And then and then the unfortunate day occurred where oh, the no. server dumped everything, <gasps> and it was no. all lost. No. And, for those of you who see can't Nick see Nick, right <laughs> Nick is now writhing on the floor in yep. pain. Oh
0: right, well, you've had a database, Nick. You have a database. So it's, you understand. That would be... No. Yeah. Well,
3: I was literally thinking, like, why haven't I heard of this? Well, I remember, Could I use this?
1: I remember I I think you and I chatted about that project yes. at one point.
0: we did because you were doing the song, the song ideas for Britain, yes. and and oh I was picking your
3: gosh. brain about
0: it. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh. yeah. So, it, yeah, it was
3: pretty bad. Make me but sit. the best
2: thing is that Song Helix is now here. I That's know. True. I mean, it Seth all worked is, out in the wash. Seth, Seth has done is an amazing job. Such
1: a monster with that thing. I know. It is so so exactly. crazy. I'm like, do I even need to teach like classical song <laughs> repertoire anymore? Did like, can I just show them this website and then just be like, well,
3: here it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, find your thing. <laughs> I know. It was so great. No, well,
2: so that that was our first collaboration, um, which was, you know, obviously a, a, a spectacular failure.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry about
2: that. Um, but you know what? I think it's that whole thing about you have to fail to succeed and you have to fail to take the journey, right? And so, yeah, yeah I know. I mean, it's <laughs> just like, it's the stuff we say all the time. And so then we just really experienced it in that gut-wrenching way. So but that moment, um, so then that we is, just sort of it. were like, what are we going to do next? So then we started Women on the Verge, which is a trio um, with our okay. m- one of my oldest friends, um, Catherine Tremels who is a collaborative pianist and uh, one of my colleagues at the University of Toronto. And um, and the, the focus of Women on the Verge um, is and, and has always been about telling the stories of women that were often overlooked and with a focus of Canadian repertoire and Canadian composers. Um, and so we've commissioned um, Canadian female composers for works and things like that. And if the pandemic had not happened, we would have had a number of performances and things like that. So we're all sort of just sitting waiting because in Canada here, the pandemic restrictions have been an awful lot different than south of the border. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. My dad's a pilot and he was up in Canada recently and he called me and he was like, I can't go anywhere. I can't go anywhere. He goes... They want, they want the card, not even, like, a picture of it. Like, he's like, I don't know. I don't know. What am I supposed to do? And I was like, sit at your hotel. I don't know.
1: Now, that... <laughs> Get a <Yeah>. vaccine. Anyway. <laughs> well, no. Yeah, um, but, sorry. We've been very pro-vaccine on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, well, we are right with you. Uh, now, that Women on the Verge... Correct me if I'm wrong, but that was what you were really presenting on at Virtual 2020 Nats National, right? Yes,
2: yes, yes. Canadian yeah, rep- mm-hmm. right. yeah. Canadian repertoire and and um, just the idea of of how to commission and launch yourself uh, as a as a an ensemble. Um, that was probably the less academic part, but.
1: You know, in that regard, I just, you know, out of curiosity, one of you have experience, or both of you have experience with grant writing and helping you get some of those initiatives started, or...?
0: Um, no, we actually didn't when we first started. Um, and, you know, luckily, Canada, I was very, very lucky to hook up with two Canadians because Canada is so supportive of the arts, as some of you might know, unlike some of the places in America. And so <laughs> they offer they offer an amazing amount of money to for these kinds oh. of um initiatives so we actually have written almost over a hundred thousand dollars of grants as women on the verge wow. and commissioned a number of things and we have digital grants our podcast was a digital grant getting the song out um so yeah we're really 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 lucky that the canadian government likes us and you have to have two-thirds of your group be canadian so i came along for the ride
1: <laughs> phenomenal
2: Exactly. It sounds like
0: she's just using me for my Canadian
2: passport. And that folks, is what it she sounds a little it, like it, that is true.
0: <laughs> that is all it's for. I don't even like this person. I'm like, just
1: get that's, me the okay. money. <laughs> that's why she just keeps me around for the same reason. That's the only reason Sarah's keeping me around. I can't even
3: ship you to Canada. No, does, that's you know. True. No, we don't want you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we
0: do, but we don't, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, not really. No. no, they don't want not. me either. So it's okay. Um, oh, but yeah, okay. Yeah, so we actually didn't have a whole lot of experience grant writing, but we now have a lot of experience grant writing. So that's kind of part mm-hmm. of EM2, which we'll get to. But
1: So are you suggesting that, let's say, I'm listening to this podcast and I'm a professor at a university or I run an arts academy or something, like, I could have next season, hopefully with restrictions lifted and singing unmasked and all this kind of stuff, I could invite women on the verge to come do a program? Oh,
2: Yes, yes
1: you could. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted the audio I just wanted the vocal fam to know that that was a thing that they could do.
0: Thank you, Nick. And our our website is kind of up to date. I get again because of everything that's been going on, but we have recordings yeah. on there if you want to check out how amazing we are. You are right. welcome.
1: <laughs> what, 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 wait, which website is that? That's Women on the Verge's website yes women
0: on the verge c a because oh, we're canadian
1: canada.
2: because it's canadian because canada two-thirds of it. you are canadian
1: exactly.
2: two-thirds canadian yeah
1: two-thirds canadian
2: that's <laughs> where our money comes from so yes well and it's been oh interesting because 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 emily's american during this pandemic we really were limited in what we could be doing um right. as far as like crossing borders and doing anything in person yeah. um oh yeah and then And then any work in Canada, like, our industries have been shut down. We are only just this week in Ontario opening up to capacity.
3: Wow.
0: And even uh,
2: university, like, we are still shut down. They have COVID in Canada,
0: unlike the United States. (laughs) Anyway, right, exactly. <laughs> At any rate, my point is
2: just that if you look at the Women on the Verge website, it doesn't look updated because nothing has happened since March of 2020.
1: I mean, for all of us, though, yeah. I, mean, I know, I mean, it's so weird, eh? I, it's, uh, it has been, you know, I, I, I the, the last 20 months have been both the longest 20 months of my life, and also they've lasted one single day. And, um, and mm-hmm. it's just been, and I... Anyway, that's a different thing altogether. but um, It is,
2: but it's not. And I think that's what's so hard. You know what correct. I mean? Like, correct. it's just, it's everything all the time, all at once, interfaces, constantly.
1: But, you know, I'm really starting to think about our, like, college seniors or high school seniors. Or children who have been in kindergarten, first and second grade mm-hmm. these last two years who... <sighs>
3: well, or imagine if you go to an undergrad and then like half of that or gosh a master's program and all yeah. of it is consumed by this yeah. like you go somewhere because let's be real when you're picking programs and stuff like that so much of it is well this place offers four performances a year and this place does this many shows a year or whatever and then you go and boom nothing
1: Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about that. Yeah, for but hours. that's another. Yeah, but, everyone knows that. Uh, okay. Anyway, all right. So then, so women on the verge. Okay, cool. We can hire you to come do a recital. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yep. vocal fam, do that. Um, on Canadian as,
0: repertoire, at that.
1: And, yeah. Hey, listen, international, and mm-hmm. uh, and yep. and with a with a with a, with a focus on on female composers, though, right? Am I correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Female so composers I mean, and
2: female stories. Yep.
1: It, I mean, That's hey, awesome. there we go. I mean, so so definitely check that out. Um, we were actually, you know, trying to hit as many female, particularly composers who are are BIPOC composers in my rep course this semester. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, right. Anyway, so then what came next?
3: <laughs> oh, true. That was just number two.
1: Because <laughs> I don't know the order. It's all good.
0: M, do you want to speak to that? Sure. So then Elizabeth and I when the pandemic hit. Well first of all yeah, as women Then the, the verge, pandemic hit. <laughs> yeah, then the <laughs> pandemic hit. The pandemic. Yeah, then the pandemic hit and we had a bunch of stuff canceled and we had just toured actually right before the pandemic. We had been in Iceland and London
3: Whoa. and
0: everything. I mean, we were traveling all over and then, of course the pandemic hit. And so then um We decided to start, as Women on the Verge, a June talk series in 2020. And that was called Educating the Future Singer Post-COVID-19. Because at that point, Elizabeth and I were thinking so much, and we had already been thinking a lot about this, but it was accelerated everything about what that... What, what were we giving our students, right? Was the education that we've been offering in higher ed and on all education, especially, and even um, voice teachers who are not in higher ed, was this the, the education we should be giving our singers? And I know we might have a little bit, some people might not feel that way. They might feel that things are working okay. But ultimately, as we've seen, less and less singers are getting hired. More and more singers are going to higher ed. What, and then, so what does success really mean? Is it singing at the Met? I, we don't think so, I will say that much. So we really started envisioning what that education could look like post COVID-19 because it had to change. It already had to change, but it had to change fast when the pandemic yeah. came along. So with, when we did that, we were so gung-ho about the conversations that we were having and we had conversations about BIPOC and everything on top of it all. So it was just all encompassing about what that next generation would look like and that next education would look like that Elizabeth and I said, whoa, I think we're actually okay (laughs) at this and we really 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 want to have these conversations and really change lives in a way and i'm not saying we could change lives but we really felt like having the conversation and really helping people figure out what their next path was was really the right thing for us to do during covid so we started em2connect and if you go to our website em2connect.com um you can find out that we do a variety of things we offer career coaching academic writing grant writing um all of those things because and we've had a lot of success with people and success means they've gotten academic jobs or they've gotten young artist programs they wanted but it also means that they've started their own recital series, or they figured out that their path in singing is a little bit different than what they've always been told in school. Um, so we feel like we're on a good roll, but we are we also know that we don't know very much still. And so we just keep evolving through EM2 Connect. Absolutely. So yeah, so then we started from the voice of, which I think is the next thing we're gonna speak about, but it, that's but kind of I what just... we're
1: next. I just love the, the ideas, though, that you just hit on, because, I mean, they very much speak to to, to me, um, you know, because I've been on this this kick for a long time, way before the pandemic, in that even, let's just talk about higher ed for a second. The day that you realize that you shouldn't be a vocal performance major is the day you succeeded. Mm-hmm like the like the day that you realize hey i you know the, you know what this i love singing and i want to keep singing but like this this particular trajectory is not where i am going to find necessarily income value um uh, of self and and you know whatever and i should maybe pursue this other thing like that's not the day you were defeated mm. that's the day that 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 you actually found a, a, a chance at better success because mm-hmm. so that's how I've approached like barrier jury failures for a decade now, like hey look this is not the, this is not the day you failed this is the day that like maybe you need to like you know let's reevaluate and reconsider mm-hmm. what we're doing and
0: it's not one dimensional right like I think right. we see this we're mm-hmm. taught that if we go through all of these classes, we will achieve success. And then where's all the rest of it, right? That's why I went back and got my doctorate. I was very lucky to be in a very really successful situation, but we don't wanna be one-dimensional artists and that can be so many different things. So what does it mean to be a three-dimensional artist? And you're right, success is different for everybody.
1: I was actually just literally yesterday talking about this in ped. I was like, look, like w- being a successful voice teacher doesn't necessarily mean that like, your students are on Broadway or that your students are at at the Met or that oh. your students are Adam Lambert <laughs> I mean like there
2: are you sure about that?
1: Well I mean listen <laughs> well okay. let me just throw
0: in because Elizabeth won't, but she actually does have a singer at the who won the Mets so she is a successful voice teacher well but no, I no, don't and, that's,
1: yeah. and that is great that is great yeah. But there are multiple, as you said, it's not, it's just not a, it's not a binary thing. It's, 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 it's so multiplicitous. And, and, and so there can be so many like if you are running your private studio and you're teaching and you're changing kids' lives, Mm-hmm. And, and exposing them to music and to being a musician maybe for their whole life. Maybe not for their career, but for their life. Or you're teaching, I, I think of my former doctoral student, Lee Usselton, who's been on the podcast. And you're teaching a whole studio of adult, avocational pop singers who really want to come to you basically to sing karaoke and get some advice about how to be better at karaoke. You know, like that kind of thing. yeah like there could be so many definitions of success and gosh let me tell you you do you are hitting on it if there's anywhere we need to redefine that it is honestly what even success looks like within the professoriate let alone our students
2: don't even get me started on that so (laughs) actually maybe we should get started on that
1: (laughs) because because i mean I that if we want to talk about where we need to start redefining it because look the faculty are the ones who are there the fact students come and go and they need to come and go, but faculty are in a program. Sorry, I'm getting soapboxy now, this is y'all's episode. Um, but like- the- No, but
2: these are the conversations, Nick, that have to happen and that we have to be, we have to allow ourselves to be vulnerable enough and to be secure enough to know yes. who we are before we can come to the table to say what we can do collectively. And we are so often surrounded. I mean, and it's not just our industry, it's every industry. But when you are surrounded by potentially people who are only there for themselves or are not clear about what their mission is, then we can't be collaborative or work
1: collectively. That's right. It just doesn't
2: happen. Right? right.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. And
2: and, and I can't, there's some things happening in my... University experience right now that is that is uh, showing me that way, and I'm not going to speak to those right now. Sure. Yeah. Um. But but it's been very interesting to see how leadership can come from anybody who decides to lead, who has a, a vision, who has an idea about how things could be better, and That's it right. isn't always the people you think are going to be the leaders.
1: That's right. Like that. That's right. That's it. And Mm -hmm. so we
2: all have to just figure out what that is for us in that, in that world. And, and that actually, if I can just bring that full circle to EM2, that's one of the reasons why we started EM2 was because we were both really frustrated in the speed in which academia moves. Or should I say it differently? I'm not sure.
3: No, what do you mean? True. It's
1: so fast. We evolve so rapidly, and we innovate so well. <laughs> okay.
2: Exactly. And I under—I have come Especially to understand. In music. <laughs> well, and I work at the University of Toronto. We have seventy thousand students. We are one of the largest universities in North America. In the it is world. It is massive, right? That's I mean, there's huge. a thousand students at the Faculty of Music. Like, it is crazy. You know, there's 200 faculty and like there's 15 voice teachers. So, it's not like we're moving not that... More than
3: that that's so
2: many. <laughs> It's not like we're moving that fast. And and so my challenge was my personal challenge with M and I were talking about all the time is that I would get these singers that would graduate from programs that would call me because of of my perceived success as a teacher mm. and would call me and say, "How do I do blah?" And I'd be like, "Well, is that what you want?" And I was constantly getting these emails or, well, emails, that were saying, you know, I wanna study with you. I'm like, okay, so what do you wanna do? And there seemed to be no sort of structure in place other than this traditional voice teaching model um, of like, let's just do a lesson and learn your technique or you learn your repertoire that was sort of addressing this. And I will say that, you know, we before we got on the podcast, we were talking about the the 2020 conference, Nats conference, and how great that was. And I will yeah. say that the sessions that Michelle Markwart devoted did really, really changed the way I started to think about how I wanted to engage with those young artists. Yeah. And that and that was part of that conversation. We were already in that conversation, Emily and I, and and that's sort of how and why it's it's all evolved. So. Anyway that's,
1: that's right,
0: and just to sort of add something onto this, and and I think Elizabeth really hit on this is that there 's so much ego in higher, acad- in higher ed, but also in music. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I know, well, we have right? to have ego. It's not. It's not bad yeah. to have ego.
2: No, not no, to have ego. But when well, you can't, have
3: confidence s-
0: and right? But when know. you can't step back and allow other people in to mm-hmm. for the betterment of your students. So this idea that we really see our students as holistic people, right? So if I have a student that majors in writing and she majors in voice. How do I work with her to have a, a career that's intersecting rather than two different careers that are sort of side by side, right? And I think that's really where the future needs to go. And that's, I was actually just on the snap. It's a data set that's housed at University of India, I mean, Indiana University about alumni in the arts, and they're having a research symposium. And I heard the word yesterday, polyoccupationalism. Which i'd never heard oh. before but this idea of a portfolio career poly occupationalism where we really look at how we can only, we can contribute to that holistic view and for that we need to step back and with our egos but also be leaders at the same time as elizabeth said
1: well and and just in full transparency i mean yeah first of all on that particular idea of of you know poly careers multiple whatever, my own private studio my private clients they are it is m- the majority of them are people who have a job job who are like paying for their opera or musical theater habit with their job job i mean i have a few young artists who are actually trying to like do the thing still you know you know whatever um uh but but people who are they've they've kind of redefined their own view of success Particularly Mm post-pandemic, but you know, also like going back to what you were saying about ego, I do think that it's that it. I I think that we, as as artists do and teachers, need to have a certain level of confidence that is requisite. Just that that we're not like presenting an image of ourselves that whatever. But I will say, with my own open-mindedness towards these ideas. I would not be in the place that I am in terms of my thoughts about viewing my student and what they really need or what they really want or just about some of these thoughts about higher education or uh, thoughts about we were just talking about the professoriate had I not had the abusive relationship that I had in my first tenure track job and had I not lost that job had that you know we were talking about at the beginning like kind of like the idea that when terrible things happen to us you know whatever i'm very grateful that i had a lot of great mentors around me who helped me redefine myself but i was at a place where literally if i wasn't singing at the met i was unsuccessful
2: Mm -hmm.
1: as a voice teacher
2: Yeah. yeah
1: and um regardless of anything else and um If it were not for the pain, and it was very painful, and we've talked about it on an episode a long time ago, but if it were not for the pain of that, I wouldn't be as open to the ideas that I am open to now. And now I'm hoping that I'm in a place in my career where I'm more interested in helping our colleagues who are in higher ed, who are in Nats, who are running a private studio, and my current and former graduate students... And students in general, just helping them just be more open to these ideas. Because the bottom line is, this generation—I'm I'm referencing Sarah, everyone. Oh
3: yeah, they're very Forget open to can't. these
1: kind of ideas.
3: Forget y'all can't see. Um,
1: yeah. and, and 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 so and, and anyway, I just—that—that's. They are very
0: open to these ideas, and unless mm-hmm. we get along with that, unless we jump on that train, we are going to be left in the dust. Plus, we're not doing our job as higher right. ed. Correct. Professionals, right? We are not doing our job. And so we have to listen to our students. And we have, I mean, this is like a, we could have another episode about what does it mean to teach, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is our job to discipline? Is our job to encourage? Like, where, what is our, our job as teachers? Right. And I think you're right. We just, and that ego is so hard, right? We've all dealt with those professors that their whole success relies on what their scholarship is and where they are in the profession. And also, telling other people they're not at the place they think those other people should be. That's where the ego really lies, right? Right.
1: So yeah, yeah, It's, it's it's hard. It's tough. So then tell, okay, so then let's, so we, you actually mentioned this series of little talks that we did
0: Actually we it. did it in June 2020. Yours was our second series. So we did that a second, second series. series. That was the second series. That was the second series. Yeah, Educating the Future
1: Singer. Yeah, disrupting okay. the tradition. Yep. Cuz I was like, we didn't do that in 2020.
0: No no, no, no.
1: That <laughs> well, was, actually was all one. Of the I didn't do that in 2020. <laughs> well, I don't That's know. Not... We all
0: feel like we're still in 2019, so it's all right. Oh rain. my
1: gosh. <laughs> I was just like, there's no way I did that in 2020. That's not possible. We really
3: should have tried to convince you that you did, though. Exactly. Yeah, that would have really been fun. <laughs> we would have gotten together and been like, okay, we're really going to mess with them so here. So tell no. us
1: some of the advantages maybe of joining the From the Voice of community.
2: Well, the From the Voice of community is, was is is our sort of way of having a collaborative or a collective conversation about the work we're doing with our clients and and it's free first of all from the voice it's a free community um, and and we last year the goal was to present conversations and perspectives to sort of uh, highlight this what what does success mean and and so we had a I think what did we do 35 events last yeah, 35 year 35 or 36 In, yep. yeah yeah including why. the June talk series which you were part of Nick about um, disrupting the tradition and and the idea was is that is to, to hold these events but then to create a video uh, a video library where people could go back to those events if you missed it you could go back and watch it um, and then it's also a place where people can connect and and I don't I want to say networking, but I don't want to say networking, because it's more just how do we share what the how do we share the work that we're doing? How do we find collaborators? How do we do all those things? And if we're not in academia, which is where a lot of that happens, and where those connections happen? How do you how do you do that? Right? So there. So Nats certainly is is such a wonderful place to do those things. And so how do we extend that? And we also really wanted to not be on Facebook. I get that. we really wanted not to be on Facebook. And if this last uh, month is any indicator,
1: I think Facebook's <laughs> going to die. But anyway,
2: well, and that was part of it is that we really um, we found a platform that was providing that kind of things called Mighty Networks um, and providing this idea of a holistic community. And so that was part of the conversation was how do we do this holistic kind of community and have these conversations in, in what could be a safer environment, I feel like Facebook is not always safe and I use that term sort of loosely yeah
1: because I, I, I think yeah. it's we, we get it
2: yeah so so that was that was the thing and so the idea is that um, every Friday at noon we have um, something of a series so we have uh, one the the newest series we started is called the New makers series which is an opportunity mm-hmm. for people to um have an audience to try something new out. So when I talked about failing earlier (laughs) and failing spectacularly, um, I remember that after we failed, we had already told people at Nats. We had written, like, we had, like, we had made, like, placards and all this kind of stuff. And then it just, it was just like, oh, God. So how do we create an opportunity for people to fail successfully and fail safely? (laughs) right we talk about this in university right in academia but how do we do that professionally so so the idea is that this is this potentially could be a space if you have a new presentation or a new concept or a new workshop and you want to try that out then we will provide a space for you to do that and and potentially an audience for people that are interested so nice um so that's the new maker series and we're running that every the first Friday I think of the month I say I yep. think because sometimes I'm like yep. maybe it's the second Friday because there's five Fridays I don't know yeah um and then we have a community in conversation which is talking to people in the community that have had interesting careers that have led to things that we would never expect it's like the conversation we're having today Nick yeah. and Sarah yeah. it's like how did you get to where you are Right.
1: So, so Vocal Fam, if you enjoy these conversations, you should definitely join the From the Voice of community and enjoy those he, you, conversations.
3: He's been Did a member for a like a pee- whole hour.
2: He's been a member for an hour and twenty-two minutes, actually, at this point.
3: <laughs>
2: though,
0: though he will be one for life, so
2: he'll be I able I will to speak be one, to one to that's for life. Right. So it was yeah.
1: just. <laughs> it was the one of the things in COVID that just slipped my brain. Oh, and,
2: well, and it's, yeah, it's so interesting as we evolve to like how much time do we want to be online and all that kind of stuff. So, and then the last, <sighs> yeah. um, then there's two other things. One is just like one Friday a month, Emily and I get on and just sort of chat and talk to whoever wants to show up and just sort of like, what are their, what are their pain points? What are their challenges? We just sort of show up for the community and be what they need in that moment, whatever that is. Um and then we could always you replace
1: our... light bulbs for me right now. Oh my god. Um today I could except that in the theater.
2: I can't drive across the border until November something. 8th <laughs> November 8th. Talking about pain They won't points. let me.
1: Sorry. <laughs> go on.
2: I know. I know. I can't even like I, I don't Yeah, okay, we're not going there. <laughs> any, any, anyway,
1: so yes, go on.
2: And then and as my you know blood pressure raises, this is a great time to talk about the last month of the or the last week of the month, which we always do a renewal week, which is the opportunity Ooh. to have people that are wellness professionals um, sort of share their work. Nice. And and also like we need to take care of ourselves and we need information. Yeah. And where are we going to get that information? It's just this constant bombardment. So we thought the wellness week slows us down. Gives us some different perspectives than just like one. Just I don't know. It's just different perspectives. So that wellness.
1: And I also. Yeah, and
2: it also. I mean, so many people are artists that are wellness practitioners, and so then how do we, how do we share the fact that they've got a poly occupationalism career? Did I use that correctly? In a sense, I don't think I did.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Poly
0: occupational.
1: Very good. can you i can I you did- ask- Can you IPA that vocal fam (laughs) polyphonic? Good luck. Um,
0: I just want (laughs) to add too that Elizabeth did a great job of all of that. But we have, I think, almost but 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 there's always a but with them. Always a but. We have over. I'm American. (laughs) Um, We have over two hundred. Yeah, we always are laughing. I'm like the bad cop because I'm American, and she's the good cop because she's Canadian.
1: Um, But (laughs) love it. Yeah. Seems seems accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So, um, but we have over two hundred members, and a whole bunch of them are from all over the world. So we have members from australia we have members from europe we have members from i mean just from everywhere so it's actually a great place to get to know people who are maybe not in your circle all the time yeah. right and find Absolutely. out occupational like we have a renewal coming up with somebody who is based in london and mm. you know we have conversations with people in australia and our new maker series is somebody from um somebody from australia yeah the next actually one. So, a canadian living in australia so
2: yeah. i love that oh. yeah, there you go
1: Anyway, so yeah, I actually have a, that's funny, I have a former student who is a Canadian living in Australia. They love wait, it there. Wait, wait, no, maybe, maybe he's in New Zealand. I, it's one of those. I forget. Oh, you shouldn't have, I, your... I know, I know. I shouldn't have said that. I know, I know. You're in trouble I, I, now. I think he lives in New Zealand. Sorry. <laughs> I think I said <laughs> the wrong country. They're
2: not all like, the
3: same. No, they're not Almost at all. It's as bad all. as at like, all. isn't Sorry. Canada part can of the you. U.S.,
1: right? No, it is oh, not. No. It is definitely not. But I believe he lives in New Zealand, not Australia. <laughs> no. That's, I, I don't remember. I think he lived in Australia for a while and now lives in New Zealand.
0: Well, they um, all can't and- get out, so we'll just say that much right now during COVID. Oh, <laughs> what is
3: that. The,
1: oh, gosh. It is, it is so, the truth. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, okay, so websites are just, let's, let's go back over all, all, all three of these. I'm sure you can just Google the thing, by Probably. the way. The Google, Google, the Google the bot will tell you. But So uh, so let's go back. See, so
3: fromthevoiceof.com.
1: Mm-hmm. W- yeah,
0: .com. so www.fromthevoiceof.com
3: i oh, mean that's.com not
1: em2connect which is literally like it is em numeral Number 2, two. connect.com yep. and then women on the verge is womenontheverge.ca yes
3: <hed> okay the ones
1: so vocal fam definitely go check out all of those great things. Because we
0: all have so much time.
1: We'll be <laughs> We do, though. We have more time than we think we do. We spend four and a half hours a day on our iPhones yeah, um, on TikTok.
3: Wrong. Oh, but really? <laughs> um, it's bad. You, My Sarah. wife
1: has told me I'm not allowed to have a TikTok, so I, I don't have a TikTok. Dave, well, let me place.
0: So Nick, Nick, you can join me. I'm not on social media anymore. I do Facebook like once a week to check out what's going on in the singing world because they saved me, Ian Howell, and you saved me during COVID. So I do keep. I do the SoundJack thing. I am one of the SoundJack converts. But so you saved me. So I do Facebook once a week. But I'm I'm off. So that's, come join that's me. Amazing. I I, I don't I, think
3: you could do that. I, me? Yes, you. I could. That's oh, a challenge!
1: <laughs> no, because that now if like it's a challenge, a ch- challenge. challenge. we'll be There's checking an in on If it turns into a challenge, like, then it's a... Then I mean,
3: let's it. Say, like, if I literally challenge, like, if I threw down the gauntlet, like, okay, sure, for a week or something, but, like, no, so right.
1: no Sarah, do it. To both to both of you, um, any favorite pop culture interests you want to share with the vocal fam, since you're on Vocal Fry? No. Yeah.
0: So I'll go first. Uh, so the Red Sox, I know that's not really pop culture, but... Hey, not okay. tonight. pop culture. So everybody is thinking how hard the Red Sox need to win tonight. Thank you very much. Um, uh, my brother is, is a huge is, Red Sox
1: a, fan. Wait, ALCS?
0: Yes, ALCS, and they're playing the Astros. So we all want the Red Sox to win. The two cheater teams will just say that. But it
1: seems still so wrong to me to say Astros in American League. Sorry, it just seems so weird to me. It
0: it seems so wrong to say Astros. Period. So we'll just say that.
1: Um, Feeling signs and all. Anyway.
0: Oh well, yeah. So, (laughs) um, so just a couple shows that I watch because you asked us to like think about this. So the expanse. You could think about it. The expanse. I. (laughs) I we tried to start
1: it and like <gasps> I couldn't trust get me, it.
0: Get through the first season. Get through it the was, first yes, season. Yes, and we
1: were like five episodes in, and at the G- time we didn't have a sound bar. And the audio was so bad oh. that we just could not oh. get through it. But okay, wait,
0: wait, wait! Need- you're not you're not old like me, and turn on the closed caption.
3: I love closed caption. Me too. I love it. I'm telling you,
0: closed caption is the wave of the it future. It is.
1: I agree <laughs> with that. I agree with that because I always tell people when they're watching Star Trek to turn on the closed caption.
3: Well,
0: I'm telling you, thought- Expanse, turn on the closed caption. Ex-
3: okay. I love okay. We'll Morning caption.
0: Show. Morning Show. Succession. Just opened up. I can't. Foundation. Do it. Nick, okay. have you watched Let's... Foundation? I'm go-
1: we we literally to. talked we about this to. on our last episode uh. that we have heard from all the vocal fan that we have got to review Foundation. Yeah. We've we have heard this loud and clear. I We're would love to, to do break. it. Over the break, we are going to figure out an Apple T V plus subscription so we can review foundation. Yep. We, it's four ninety
0: nine a month. Can you the,
1: the message like, has been heard loud and clear. Yeah, right, Sarah? Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. Well, well I'll just say you them. can also get
2: a month free. What are you all talking about? You can get a yeah. month free well, we and then you just don't cancel it.
1: <laughs> yes, I'll just say well, that my
0: husband and I tried to watch it together and we both like the expanse. He hated foundation and I totally got into it. It's okay. hard. Okay. But okay. And the all Bureau. Right. If you haven't watched the Bureau yet, oh, I have not. The Bureau. I don't French. The
1: bureau. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then I can't do the overdubbed thing. Like no, 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 captions. captions. That's what closed yeah, captions to it are in for. I could do that. Oh, I could do yeah. Yeah, that.
3: Yeah, you do subtitles. Okay. I love oh, right. subtitles. And Elizabeth, yeah. and then, what about
1: you? Oh, go to work. Yes, oh, please finish. Well, I just
0: wanted to ask because Nick, I know you're kind of a science person, science fiction. Do you have you read all the Grisha verse? No books. I, you know, I never thought I'd like them, but I love them. So okay. i throw it out okay. there. Okay, now it's Liz's okay. turn. This is
2: painful. <laughs> 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 mostly because it's funny because Emily and I have the opposite in tastes when it comes to TV. Opposite, Phenomenal. although okay. although the morning show is the one thing we have come together okay. on. Mostly okay. because it's very topical in our lives.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Um, and I'm a sports fan. But I don't care about the Red Sox because I'm Canadian, so I care oh, about the Raptors,
1: <laughs> Raptors <laughs> right? Yes.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, dropped their opening game on Wednesday, but that's a whole other thing. Um, I loved Ted Lasso.
3: That's the other show we hey, saw. Hey, and so, uh, Sarah, so here's what?
2: the thing: I, I grew up. I my parents were were uh, uh, gym, teachers. gym teachers. All of us played sports. Music was not in my life really until I was later in high school. So, and all of my siblings played like sports at a super high level. And so sports to me is like the, the whole, every analogy in singing, I have to work for it not to be a sports analogy. So
3: okay, <laughs>
2: Ted Lasso for me was the perfect example of how Hollywood is commenting on our current culture of competition. Sure. and how to be better. Oh. So when we were talking about ego, Ted Lasso was the perfect example. So go watch it. Anyway.
1: We have heard and then, that message loud and clear as well.
2: Yeah. And then yeah. I live in, as I said at the beginning, I live in Prince Edward County, which is kind of like the newest winemakers region in Canada, oh. which means that we are inundated with people all summer long. Um, but So I drink a lot of wine. That's my pop culture is I drink banana. a lot of wine.
3: Phenomenal. All
1: right, phenomenal.
2: <laughs> so I feel like it's my duty as a county resident and native to like check everything out. So. Yeah,
3: phenomenal. Dude, local stuff—that's you got it. Totally
2: phenomenal. local. I drink locally.
1: Love yeah. it, love it. Sarah, what did so. you have for breakfast?
3: Oh, um, <laughs> it was toast, but. But it was fancy toast. It was this bread. Ooh, was, fancy toast. It was Lovely brioche and cinnamon toast. Oh, so it Ooh, really did was you make fancy it?
1: Toast.
3: No, no, no. I had unexpected house guests this week, and so there was an emergency trip to Kroger. I was like, "This looks good for breakfast. That looks pretty good." And I just kind of threw it in the car, and that was one of the things. And so, yeah.
2: yeah Sarah, when you have kids. Every week is an unexpected, unexpected trip to the grocery health. store.
3: <laughs> that sounds right.
2: And when you have a 17-year-old boy that has decided working out is his life?
3: Oh, no.
1: Like, he, six oh dozen eggs a week, man. <laughs> my 12-year-old son, of course, who's diabetic, the amount of protein that he eats. I can't keep protein in my house. My- eggs? Beef, chicken, salmon. I ha- he has twelve ounces of salmon defrosting in the fridge for just for him oh my gosh. tonight. Wow. My um, Is wow. your son? With us. I have a daughter who's type one. Oh, my son is type oh. one. Yes. There you go. Not oh, fantastic! Yeah, we'll bond no, over not that. Fantastic, but no, but um, I feel you. <laughs> but we were very excited that just this week my son received his second Pfizer dose, Woo-hoo. and so he has now.
3: Woo. Doubled. And okay. I actually got a
1: wonderful uh, email f- yesterday from our pediatrician to get our daughter wait-listed for her 5 to 11-year-old shots, which wow, they expect amazing. to have the second week of November.
3: That's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: I, I was like, oh, uh, uh, yes. Yes, Good. sign yeah. me up because we're going to we're going to New York in December to see waitress. And I, I you know, I was hopeful that, that we'd have her vaccinated by then. And That's I definitely expect her to be vaccinated by then. That's great. Uh, so, it's a big relief.
0: Yep, yeah. it's a big relief. Yeah,
1: big yeah relief. absolutely. So anyway, <laughs> Emily Elizabeth, this has been delightful. Thank you. Thank you so much for carving out time out of your yes. busy, busy schedules for Vocal Fry. Thank you for um, having us. And, Thank you. It's uh, such a
2: pleasure to speak to you face to face. I feel and like I talk at you when I'm listening to you in my ears. Nick, really?
1: Did you say that?
3: <laughs> that sounds right. That
1: sounds completely right. That sounds yes, right. that sounds that sounds 100 right. Um, but that's exactly what we want Vocal Fry to be. Like we want Vocal Fry mm-hmm. to be like the conversation that you're a part of in your head. <laughs> Except not weird. Like I would actually be doing it, listening to a podcast, and actually talking out loud while I'm.
3: Oh no, I do that. Yeah, no, I do that while I mean, I'm walking the dog. I 100% do that. And <laughs> it's funny on the rare occasion that I'll re-listen to an episode, I will interject in the exact moments yeah. that I, like I have the exact. I'm very consistent.
2: And you're very authentic then. Very authentic. I
3: think so.
1: Right? right. There it is. All right, vocal fam, <laughs> listen. Uh, it's, this has been great um, we've got a busy week this week Sarah and I will be back at you next week just for a regular episode yeah. with just the two of us um, but it's never a regular episode who knows, who knows what, 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 what shenanigans happen. vocal fry shenanigans could happen also just wanted to say a big thank you to all the listeners at the end of this episode Sarah and I did celebrate our fourth vocal fryversary this week Um, I can't fathom that we've actually we are this far into season 5 and we've been making this show for over 4 years now it's weird but um, uh, gosh when we started with a silly event of just selling free bacon here on campus giving away away free bacon Michael just yelling uh, at the yelling campus and yelling at weird campus students none of whom follow us but That's
3: true. We <laughs> That's okay. My
1: wife and you Sarah You always
2: work. have pork products on your episodes. Just bacon,
1: just
3: bacon, just bacon. Just bacon? Just bacon. Okay,
1: just chicken. That's it. Just bacon. Um but uh <laughs> My wife and Sarah were both pretty much convinced that about three people would listen to this podcast, and so exactly. I just want to say vocal fam thank you, I've been thank, you. Since then, like- thank you thank you for sticking you. with us all yeah. these years. um mm-hmm. We are honored that you listen, and we are thrilled that to we are we are humbled to consider you part of the vocal fam yeah. um so
0: well, we're grateful that you're doing what you're doing, so thank you so much thank yeah. you well, so
1: much I, I yeah. don't know maybe it'll be six seasons in a movie like community, right Sarah we'll see uh,
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: I will review that yeah. on our podcast. How about that?
1: <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. All right, vocal fam. Thank that's you. it. We are out. Peace.
0: Bye. Thank you.